Good morning, good days, and morning, good people. I was younger than MC again on the Saturday morning. I'm so happy as usual. I'm coming through to you. It's still mid-Feb now. Oh, there's a host of talks all over about Valentine's. Everyone's thinking about their loved ones. Some people are thinking, okay, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, it's a great time to be alive. Thank you for joining us once more on this exciting episode. And these episodes talk to the youth and we're trying to get them as impactful as possible and making a change in this very cruel time and period. So as I once uh, always say to you, we thank you for your interactions. We thank you for your contributions. Uh, we've been seeing you coming through and giving us your comments. Again, thank you. Thank you very much for all of that. We appreciate you. Um, throughout the week, we reach you on Empowerment Podcast. Our drive and our goal is just to empower, it's to inspire and to equip you to just become the better version of you. So when every day of the week there is an episode and there's a show, we loving the fact that you're joining us on all these shows. Thank you for that. Um, and we just wanted to spread the word for those who are still not sure. On Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, up until Sunday, you can join us on the Empowerment Podcast under the Facebook pages. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can look at us under at empower underscore podcast. We'll be on TikTok as well, uh, Empowerment Podcast. And also look for us on YouTube. You'll see there, we also post a few videos of some of the work. You'll see some of the team members that are coming through to you every day of the week. So do subscribe there as well and do give us your info and your contributions. That is always appreciated. Ah, so yes, it's been a very uh, hectic week, so uh, thank God I'm not even going to be sharing a lot today, but I do have someone today who's going to be giving you, and we probably going to be unpacking to you what you want to hear. We have on the line Sia Keswa. He's an old, very close friend of mine. So uh, there's a lot that I look up to. There's a lot that we actually uh, have done in the past and are doing currently. So there's a lot that I've listened and read from him. And I just love to have him here. And uh, thank God he did actually answer the call. So today we'll get to have some insights from him. I'm not even going to introduce the type of uh, summary and the background, his bio, I'll allow him to do all of that. I'm just excited that you're not sure what's happening yet, but you will find out as the show progresses. So, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, who Sia Keswa is and who is it all about. So you take it, sir. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Hello, Yanga. Hello, listeners. I'm very grateful to be here today. I've listened to some of your podcasts. Um, I'm a very good fan. Uh, Being here is really marvelous. And and, uh, I'm very privileged to be a part of this. Uh, Thank you. Thank thank you again. (laughs) Okay. I I, I, I hear you keep calling me Osia and people are going to speak. My profile is Usia Bonga. Usia is a short name for Usia Bonga. Uh, yes, so where yeah. do I start? 
about myself without sounding arrogant and blowing my own horn. <laughs> so, so basically, Usiabonga is a young guy. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I'm turning 31 on, on in March. I'm married. God has blessed me with a very beautiful and loving and sporting wife. Oh, oh okay. uh, so your we, is we have <laughs> yes, my Valentine's is very sorted, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have recently been blessed with our firstborn, who's eight uh, months old. Congratulations, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, I was born and raised in Harding, which is a small yeah, town yeah. in the lower south coast of KZN, KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa. I was raised in a very dual spiritual family. Now I say dual spiritual family because uh, one half of my family was very religious in in, in the terms of a Christian-based religion. Yeah, okay, yeah, we believe in yeah. Jesus. And the other half practiced more of a African religion. I, I suppose you would know what I mean by that. So I grew up here with a very mm. open-minded view of of religion. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of schooling, I went to Harding Secondary. I matriculated in two thousand and seven of which I left for Durban to study optometry. Uh, I'm an optometrist. Uh, the University of KwaZulu-Natal. I proceeded to graduate in 2011, uh, of which I then started working as a junior optometrist in a private okay. company. In, uh, yeah, in, definitely, yeah. Uh, which is north of uh, KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, then went on to in Christ the King, which is in Aikopo. It's a very small town, still in the rural case then. After okay. that, I was appointed as a district optometrist at Haley Quallet District Department of Health. Uh, I worked there for about eight years, yes, eight years. After a very long stint working with government younger, I decided no, I needed to join out on my own and I went solo and I opened my private practice. Henceforth, Keswa Optometrist, which I think oh. you're familiar with. Okay, and this was which year again? This was 2020, last year. This was, this was during, last year. Okay. Congrats on the next in order, actually. <laughs> We've never, I've never told you that. No, great. Thanks. Yeah, let's go. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I, I did that simultaneously. I had a business venture, a small enterprise, uh, same Kesswa Holdings, yeah. uh, which I mainly concentrate on. Uh, construction uh, contract and uh, I also do some voluntary work. I work with various NGOs, yeah. uh, specifically those that concentrate on cataract surgeries, uh, being an eye specialist and all. So yeah, uh, I'm just a young energetic guy who loves having fun, spending time with family and friends. 
and uh, I'm goal driven. I, I I just try to improve myself to be a better version of myself each day. Yeah, that, that's just basically me in the natural young. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kesa sir. That's uh. That's actually a mouthful. So you say that's a summary, but there's so much we could need to go back on and just reference, but that's fine. So uh, we're listening in and obviously want to learn more. So you are now an owner of your very phone or your very own optometry. Now take us through that transition phase. That's the one um, I'd like to just drill on just before we carry on. From the health department, you say now you are on your own journey as a standalone uh, optometrist. What yes. has happened? What did that transition, What? how was it all about? Just give us some of the... The, the the type of challenges that you've encountered doing or going according to that route? Oh, younger. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I'm on my own now. I'm a private optometrist. Uh, but like I said, uh, I've worked with the government for over eight years. So yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's been a very blissful and a very informative period in my life, younger. The knowledge that I've gained at the public sector has transcended my life just, just beyond optometry itself, you know? Yeah. The, yeah, es- the yeah. aspect of just being shown as a beacon of hope to people that are less fortunate than me. I mean, that's that that, that that's just God given in itself. And yeah. it's made me evaluate my life in, in, in many aspects. And one of them is that I, I I learned to take to not take for granted my mm-hmm. current position mm-hmm. of being placed. You know, younger we, we are yeah, placed definitely. with lots of opportunities that most, mm-hmm. if you know the position of our country, cannot afford. So we are blessed with the affordability of a convenient lifestyle that most cannot afford in in our current country. But most of all is that working in a public aspect of of our country, it it just gives you that that education of having to show co- compassion and humility at all times you know to yeah. your fellow yeah like young i won't lie to you uh the public health sector in our country is very strained and and, and it's overpopulated i mean the that majority of the patients say, yeah the majority of patients that use it you know live well below the poverty line and and mm-hmm. public hospitals mm-hmm filled with many challenges we we have shortage of staff shortage of technical equipment we have long hours we work long hours to try and yeah, clear long yeah. queues I can only imagine i think you're finding a lot of that <laughs> even when you talk of now the pandemic and you're just listening to that yeah, talk and in relation to exactly what the health systems and the health workers are actually facing on an everyday basis Yes, it's even worse with the epidemic. And and the younger, there's even the aspect of financial compensation, which you know is very poor and non-motivational at all, if you fear to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Although very, I won't say, very few of us. 
crazy I'm gonna just, I'll take your word for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we, we work in the most remote and harshest conditions, normal support, and uh, no, no, no financial, or I would say minimal financial uh, motivational compensation, for lack yeah. of a better word. You see? So, it's very harsh and hard conditions to work off. But one thing I told myself is that there are some sort of productive aspects you get from working under such conditions. And one of them for me was that, you know, when you work in an area with so few resources available and you have to work on your feet and you have to think as thing goes by, it you think out of the box, you know, you yeah. have to be fast paced yeah. with okay. solutions because at the end of the day, you still have to ensure that all of your patients receive adequate medical uh, management. Yeah. You see, so for me, the driving lesson or that that became a technique that I learned that it, it involved me to become a technical problem solver. You know, working in public has increased my clinical competence as a clinic. As a clinician, you know, my clinical knowledge yeah, base has, has increased. You must remember that the public hospitals is where you're going to see the most complicated and complex of cases. So that exposure alone will make you become a sound yeah, and professional clinician. That's just yeah. the type of, yeah, in yeah. terms of the, getting that equipment under yeah. your bag, in terms of the different scenarios and the different cases you deal with on a daily Yes. Okay. But, yeah. But most of all, younger, you know, working in uh, government facilities, you know, it, it teaches you humility. You 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 yeah. learn to see okay. people yeah. as people. You understand that their hopes of a better health, you know, they 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 lie in your hands. They they have all their hopes in you. So you know, being able to serve my communities has just been the greatest honor bestowed me. Throughout my whole professional career, and, mm-hmm. and and I'm truly grateful that for that. Now, younger, with the transition, having to okay. move from all of that <laughs> into to oh, getting into oh, like, <laughs> to being the old okay. boss now, to making sure you pay you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't yeah. easy. So, uh, yes, younger. Uh, Coming from uh, all of that experience of of working at public, you know, yeah, and yeah. Ha- and and having to work at, at private practice, it's it's a big adjustment. So it's a very big adjustment, you know. Well, the, well without yeah. without stating the obvious, the financial uh, benefits or implications, I would say, obviously, you, you the finance. You you get more finance yeah. in the bank. No, you're and the boss. You pay the you. So, you you yeah. become the boss. You <laughs> you now supervise yourself. Yeah. And you yeah. you practice to the extent of your own knowledge with you know without any authoritative figure breaking down your throat. You know you you use that your own pace, your yeah, own definitely. time. And you and evaluate your own conditions. So myself would actually look at that already and think, okay, that's just a life. You know, yeah. that's just what you know, everyone wants and needs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's what we all strive for. I mean, I, I would say it's basically the end point for 
any of whatever profession you are doing. I mean, so, so yeah, yeah, they are basically that that that's it. What, what private? I mean, you're able to set your own pace, your own time. You know, create your own working conditions and definitely yeah, yeah like basically uh, resources uh, at your own disposal because. You you know our government system, younger when it comes to procuring things, there's a lot of yeah. red tape, black tags. <laughs> so you know when you when you I can rid yourself of that. When you can rid yourself of that, everything is just done faster and quicker, and so it it just makes life easier, and you're able to work with it. Uh, the only downscale I can tell you, younger about uh, working in private is that. Yeah. There's a certain level of compromise in terms of your generosity that you need to make because let us not forget okay. that this this is business, young It's not business. It's just it's, it's not business. Yeah. Yes, there are bills, there are salaries that have to be paid. You now have to start viewing your patients as clients. Yeah, no, you, definitely. You you now need to change the mindset of that your consultations. A business transactions, but you have to do all of this and 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 try and still maintain a level of humanity and 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 compassion, you know. Because at the end yeah. of the day, you're a health worker. You know, you took an oath to provide at the best of your level the most affordable and outcomes case for all of your patients. For clients, regardless of where you, uh, wherever you're based, whether it's True. public or private, True. okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I suppose you have to maintain that balance, and and, and I try and do that. But As the biggest proven. challenge, Yanga, is that the private sector is techno savvy. There's just there's a lot of machines and a lot of technology, Yanga. Like the things we learn, the skills we learn, machines. Are now being adjusted to do like there's a lot of artificial intelligence so if you're not careful you're gonna get uh absorbed into that system and your technical skills are, are really gonna become redundant. so you Is need it, yeah. to teach you need to keep yourself educated you need to read articles attempt all manual tests yeah. as possible and just Attempt anything that you can do with your hands. Don't just be too dependent on the machine, you know. Just, just yeah, try and yeah. keep your, your clinical knowledge at its level best, you know. So, you see, transitioning from public to private younger, it's, it's been a very interesting transition point in my professional yeah, career. I mean, yeah. going from a, a, a guaranteed salary, a fixed salary, <laughs> <laughs> in every month into an yeah. everyday changing salary every day remember the performance or my remuneration level depends on the amount of work that I put in so that you put in that you are yeah, yeah. so it changes basically so it, it's been a very interesting point I mean it wasn't easy at first it was I was filled with lots of doubts I just I just told myself that it's now or never. I mean, here I am. I'm still standing strong. I'm independent. Yeah. My businesses are still going well. My ventures are still profitable. And yeah, you know, it, 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 it hasn't been a smooth transition, but it's been a productive one. <laughs>
and yeah, I'm I'm blessed. I'm happy. Yeah, that's finally <laughs> where it actually was going to take me to the next uh, question that I was going to pose because now we've learned about that specific uh, transition. But over and above that, you've also mentioned some of the other avenues that you actually play a role in. Um, you've spoken a bit about uh, you're the director to your own company, that's Sam Keswa uh, Holdings. You're also an entrepreneur somewhere along the line. And here yes. you're owning your very own uh, practice. But now, how yeah. is it? Tell us about the difficulties of actually making sure that all of these are operating at the very top of their abilities. Oh, younger. And I'll actually add to that because you <laughs> also mentioned you were full time dad, you married, and so it's just so puzzling. I just need to find how is one person all. <laughs> and they are you know, uh, there. I, I I usually have these small chats with my wife and she yeah. always asks me, okay, you know what? I I, I know you're a man and you, you just want to do the best that you can for your family. But how yeah, do you put definitely. up with all of this? And I, I, I never ever have an answer for her. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I literally have tears come down for me from my eyes that, that she actually appreciates what I'm going through. Because, Yanga, I'll be honest with you, my friend. It's not easy. Uh, I'll tell you the challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From, from, this, this is my personal uh, experience. Do you know, Yanga, being a medical professional is that I have very limited knowledge in business management. Well, business yeah. as a whole, really. True. Yeah. We're, we're not taught anything in accounting, business administration, supply management, all of that. We literally have to go and acquire that outside as as we proceed. As additional, yeah. So, yeah. So, one of the business challenges for me has been my lack of business anything, be it management, administration, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I've had to acquire a considerable amount of business knowledge in a very short time space. I, I literally yeah. Yeah. have to work and learn at the same time, which means I have to put in a lot of working hours as opposed to the ordinary business guy, Joe, if I had to say. Ooh, I and yeah. this means that I had to sacrifice a lot of my daily vocational activities sometimes even uh time spent with my family so oh, yeah just to put it to you uh it would be business exposure and if i had to say the second one would be time management you know <laughs> i find myself that i have to be in different areas at at different times different times and and, and, exactly. and it's, been a, it's been a very crucial challenge for me it's it's fairly difficult to be in in two places at the same time. But I've found that if you want to succeed, you you have to make prior preparations and planning for, for each and every day and, and, and always have a contingency plan for that mm-hmm. unexpected mm-hmm. moment. You know, it's it's very important if you if you're juggling through multiple projects. So yeah, and, and, and younger, I'd be very yeah. frank with you. Um, I'm not the only person who juggles through multiple jobs. There That's are a lot of true. people who do yeah. So one technique I've learned is to acquaint myself with the people who are in the same hustle. 
law industry mm-hmm. as I am. Yeah, okay. So I study them. I learn how they operate, and I incorporate I incorporate all of what I do into my business structure. You know, and mm. another thing mm. is is pride. Mm. <laughs> I've learned not to be too proud of myself. Like if I need help, I will ask for help. <laughs> I will you always ask for yeah. help. <laughs> you see, I identify reliable people, and I seek assistance where where I see fit that I need to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not too proud to ask for help from those who have succeeded or who have succeeded in the same field that mm-hmm. I wish to find prosperity on, okay? So it, it, it wasn't easy at, at first, my friend. Now, I won't lie to you, but as I progressed, I learned that there, there's a time for everything. I mean, true. if true. I work hard and I put all of my energy and all of my time in whatever I'm doing, the greater the financial benefits Yeah, the greater yeah. the financial benefits affords me more time to play and enjoy <laughs> with the people I love. So basically, it's work hard, play hard. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's now that phrase that everyone always says gets a kind of meaning today. Look, listen to what you say. Yeah, okay. So yeah, no, that's quite some informative uh, steps there. Something we definitely can't can take. And I love how you speak about time management. These are aspects actually that aren't really taught per se in school or maybe tertiary. You speak about some of the things that you learn in business that you actually have to take on your stride because it's 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 challenges that just appear as you are on the go. It's not exactly something that said, "Hey, I'm going to reach you and see me when you come to this point." And And so that's the type of uh, information that I'm loving to hear. And uh, before maybe we do head towards the end of this specific, because I'm hoping that we also going to address the the, the gaps now, Sia, where the youth today, if you ask me, they're just not, or maybe we're just not living our lives uh, in with the kind of attributes of being impactful, you know? So uh, uh-huh. I'd like to maybe pick on your mind, say that what would you then account and advise uh, be to the changes that you'd like to see our young brothers and our young sisters to actually being more positive, to being more impactful, you know? We want to be seeing more upcoming stars. We want to be seeing more upcoming professionals. There's so much uh-huh. that we'd rather be seeing than the stuff and the maybe the sore sites that we do see in our country, what would you then uh, maybe point out the way the gaps are and maybe the things that you'd say we'd want to address to having a better youth today? <laughs> uh, you know, Yanga, it's so funny that you ended with this question because, <laughs> uh, you know, I could say so many things about this. Uh, this, this interview would probably go for four or five hours. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I become so passionate and I have a lot to say about what the youth or what my opinions and feelings are about today's current youth, taking into account that we are the current youth. As that's, that's correct. That's <laughs> right. That's correct. But I would just find a line to say, younger, um, as the youth of today, this is from my perspective. Yeah. I I I feel that as the youth of South Africa, 
uh, of Africa as a whole, a continent full of, of, of possibilities. True. We have doubt in our own strengths and capabilities. You know, we we have caged yeah. or, or rather boxed ourselves into this notion of not wanting to pursue something on our own without guarantee of success. We we, we, we want a short thing, a quick, mm-hmm. successful and short thing. We don't invest in our talents. We don't invest into anything because we're clouded with doubts and fears of failures. So we attach and we bind ourselves with things that we label as guaranteed quick success. You know, anything that guarantees uh, yeah, us yeah, a basic, yeah. moderate lifestyle outside of poverty. Okay, so we clamp ourselves into one hmm. box where we're all rushing, and I don't mean to offend anyone into this profession. Yeah, but yeah. We're, we're all rushing into the where we, we, we in our country we call these the nominal professions. We all want to be teachers, nurses, doctors, police, and nothing more. Not because we have passion for these jobs, but because we simply looking at the guaranteed paycheck. You see, we can't mm-hmm. see anything yeah. beyond the poverty lines because we are so stressed about unemployment and its impact to how society views us, that we miss pivotal yeah. opportunities, you know, opportunities to foster our talents, our talents to create heights. The majority of youths younger are, are stuck in jobs. They're not happy with, you know. They wake up every uh, day, true, they complain, but they still go about their lives. They go back to their jobs. They do as they're told. And they fear to make any drastic changes because we fear any cancellation of that guaranteed paycheck. That's you know? true. So, That's very true. So in a nutshell, just to speak... Uh, proactively and say I'd love to see the youth I'd like to see us being the youth change the view we have of education not to view education just as a general mainstream to get a guaranteed paycheck you know yeah. Edu- yeah. education is meant as a process that teaches you to express yourself whatever you have whatever God-given talent you have inside you. And it it's, teaches you mm, to overcome mm-hmm. whatever challenges you may fear or you may face to expose that God-given so talent. Yeah. No, definitely. With you. Yes. So I'd like us to just change our perspective of the education and our education process that we have and to also just teach ourselves to explore all possibilities, all possibilities we have available and not box ourselves to limited op- uh, options. You see, now, I, I know it's not simple. We, we all can't afford this kind of mindset. We, we don't come from, uh, our, I'd say, similar economic situations, you know? Yeah. Some of yeah. us are forced into the, the, uh, these kind of occupations we have. But I'd like us to change our mentality and our viewpoint of education and what it's supposed to do for us. And I believe that when we focus in that, we will uncover great strength 
in actually knowing what it is that we personally ourselves enjoy and what we love and when we pursue those certain talents i believe we will become impactful members of society and maybe it's just me but it's 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 a theory that just lingers and and goes around in my mind and uh like i said it's not for everyone some some may judge and say yeah. i speak from a point of i speak from a point of privilege but i truly believe and i believe that exercise has been done that when you do something that you're passionate about when you do something that you love when yeah, you yeah. you truly prosper and that's what i think our youth needs at this moment oh yes Mr. Keswa, I probably won't even elaborate, man. If you are out there and if you're the part of the struggles and the mindset that has just been painted here, where you obviously just believe in one aspect, you've never dialed into you to find out what your actual uh, dream, where do you want to take the type of talents and gifts and a lot of things that you see some professions like optometrists and law but you just think hey maybe it's not made for me those are the type of red tapes that we are putting and stopping ourselves from being the type of progressive youth that we want to be so yeah i'm not even going to yes. say more man you, you, you've painted exactly the type of picture that i'm hoping our listeners are obviously going to take back home and look into that and maybe do some introspection and yeah so yes yeah maybe before i let you go I just uh, hope I try. Do you want to also know about more about some of your work where they can come maybe if they are looking for the type of health that you offer maybe on the socials if you are actually uh with pages or with websites anything what would you maybe want to give before you go to the remarks in terms of people getting hold of you? Uh if anyone wants of these <laughs> They they want to get <laughs> hell of me on on um I'm a very open minded person. I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I communicate freely on a, on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, I, I welcome anyone. Um, I am on Facebook. It's CSM Kaswa. You'll find me on Facebook. Okay. On on Instagram, it's SMK dot and those those are just my personal uh That's profile. Yeah, okay. But That's if you yeah. want to get in touch in terms of business, we we do have a business profile page. It's yeah, that a, was what yeah. I was actually going to ask for. <laughs> if I want to know if I can get a pair of glasses, get my eyes checked, where do I go? Where do I then go to your contacts? That's what I want. It's uh we do have an email. It's uh kesoptometrist at gmail.com. Okay, um, okay. We we are found in Harding, which is my hometown as I said. Uh okay. we are on number 6 Hawken Street, uh in Harding 4680. You can book um appointments through our email at kesoptom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's all small letters, kesoptom@gmail.com. Or you can go through to our Instagram page, which I found most of our clients. Uh, uh, it's a very techno savvy, uh, essentially yeah. younger. So, 
No, no one sometimes phone calls anymore. Everyone is just. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just yeah. Everyone is just take no selfie at the, uh, at, at this uh, century and now. So yeah, and the phone number you can find us on is oh six one five one six one five one six four nine five seven. We are available. Five seven. Yes, we okay, are. Okay, you'll say that quickly again. O seven one. O six one. O six one. Sorry, yes. Five one six. Yeah, five one six. Four nine five seven. Okay, no super than uh. And we are we are available on WhatsApp, uh, and Telegram. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then you you not you not just giving off those numbers, or you also gonna give them out. Now we give off all those numbers, younger. We 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 just wanna provide the clear, comfortable future for everyone to have the best possible eyesight they can afford, and we can do it for you. Yeah, people have probably never heard that was probably a brand slogan right there. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Mr. Kessler, any closing remarks? Our time has probably lapsed, uh, but it's been great having you. I'm sure all the listeners will have taken something about uh, from everything that you've said. And obviously, going into the weekend, it's definitely hopeful that people will have something that would have. Uh, added some value to their lives but before I do say my goodbyes would you want to say anything to our listeners just quickly uh, nothing much out of the usual younger as a health yeah. professional I just want to keep people's hopes up that people we are in a pandemic please stay safe avoid mm-hmm. crowds mm-hmm. stay sanitized and hopefully with the vaccines that are here, be, do register yourself, get vaccinated. The quicker we get vaccinated, the quicker we resume normalcy to our lifestyles. And yeah, just have fun at home and take better care of yourself and your health. And we'll see you soon. Hopefully. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So thank you to all our listeners. Up until next week. We love you. We appreciate you. Tune in again and thank you again for listening. And it's goodbye. Mm-hmm.